Hello, and welcome to We Didn't Roll For This, where we answer tabletop player questions that no one really needed the answers to. I'm Dustin. I'm Kaylin. And today we have a guest. It's Sir Latchington. It me! Hello, me. No, it me. Oh. You? You? Who are you? Who are you? I'm Sir Latchington. I am a, I suppose you could call me a variety streamer, I guess. But I play horror games mainly. But uh, before Ooh. I started streaming, I played a lot of D&D with a bunch of nerds in Shed. I'm also a chef. And I guess... Congratulations. I guess, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I guess that's why you, you dragged me along here today. And today, today we're going to be talking about the habits of human-animal hybrids. Wonderful. Stuff and like think... centaurs and stuff like that. <laughs> Should we start with... Um... Naming some hybrids? Yeah. That we might so be talking what, about? what is a hybrid animal, really, is the, is the first question. So I don't think we're talking about flesh-warped monstrosities. These are, like, proper bred, like, being, creatures. Being that I'm I'm a Pathfinder nerd, we have, in the Pathfinder realm, uh, cat folk and bloody hell Tengu and that kind of thing. I think Tengu are in D&D as well, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Under a different name, Kenku. Arukukuaukuaukua. Well, it's kind of like they went, ara, let's ara, do a Kenku that doesn't just copy things. Ara, ara. Ara, ara, kokra. Ara, 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 And in, in one of my uh, homebrew campaigns, we've we've mm-hmm. been playing with, like, bison hybrids. Um, there were wolf people. There were... I, I play a crow named Ponto, who's demented. Uh, and okay. likes... Basically, Native Native American animals. Mm. Oh, oh, okay. Cross with peeps. Yeah. People. So I think we were also thinking um, like those, and then dragonborn, probably technically, and lizard folk, um, turtles. Turtles. Um, and centaurs. Centaurs. Lakathas. There's an elephant one as well, right? Uh, Loxodons. That's the one. Then there's a hippo one. Called... There's a hippo one. It's a hippo hybrid. What yeah. is this? Tell us. It's on Dragon hippo. Friends. What? It was the it was the one that led them into the court where they killed one of the uh, planeswalkers on accident. Oh, yeah. uh, they're they're called something like a weird name. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. It's like a really frivolous name. That's not a frivolous creature. Mm. I'm gonna look it up. Hippo. <laughs> yes, that'll get you exactly. Yeah, a gif. A gif. Oh, they look or amazing. A gif. A GIF or a GIF? Oh, yeah. Ink mode, don't yeah, I think it's <laughs> GH, thank you very much. It's a fifth. Um, <laughs> no, they're great. I, I love how they look. They're just pretty much just bipedal hippos. They're not even humanoid, like, adapted, okay. as well as you might think. Okay. I'm so pleased I know about this now. They look amazing. I, lo- I love GIFs. Yes. So, <laughs> I guess, like, the, the way this topic kind of came up was because you have had some experience with your crow type character large perhaps and you maybe have done a thing that was would you like to explain the the what happened so so ponto uh was basically found uh his whole his whole encampment his his whole tribe was slaughtered and he got away so he he only got away when he was a baby so he doesn't really know a lot about society Mm -hmm. and he is a bird uh, so he gets picked up by the, the people in my party, uh, and we roll into town and Ponto being a bird person sees all these orphans around and thinks to himself, 
if only I could feed them. And then they go go to an inn, uh, have a nap, I guess, wake up the next morning and Ponto just stuffs himself full of food because what do birds do? He walks out the door, finds the nearest orphan, basically grabs it by the face and vomits, <laughs> tries to vomit down its throat. <laughs> I'm feeding you, orphan. I, I'm here for you. Oh, uh, no. That child <laughs> was not impressed. Uh, and what? so in, in this town, there were basically three factions, one of them, the Wang. Uh, and this child was an orphan from the Wang encampment. And oh, okay. uh, so the Wang do not like Ponto. Oh, ah. not at all. But does Ponto like Ponto likes Wang? everyone. <laughs> Ponto just wants to be friends with literally everyone. Ponto's the best. And he talks a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot. A, a lot, a lot. And is potentially... And is I've played a lot of annoying characters because that's just kind of the person that I am. <laughs> uh, but Ponto is probably the uh, top tier of annoying characters that I've ever played in my life. So do you think oh. if, if there were restaurants run by Kenkus and um, Arakokra, to try really hard to say that the right way and not the other way? I don't know. <laughs> Would it be you... regurgitated? Yes! <laughs> and maybe not necessarily into their mouth, because if it's like a fancy establishment, maybe it's mm. just served to the table, like on a plate. Um, or in a funnel. In a funnel. Mm. You just uncap the bottom. What do they call it when they um, <laughs> like a they beer force bomb. feed geese? Oh, like for the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> for um, the uh, come on, chef. Yeah, it's horrible. So doing that to people is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'll look up what it's. That'd Isn't the intention of that to kill the Gavage? geese with food, basically, at that point? Mm. <laughs> I'm just exploring the possibilities of an uh, animal hybrid restaurant. I mean, as much as I'd love to just die from too much food, um, it's like it, an end-of-life goal. So not in, but, I mean, in the it, same vein, it could be served in, like, a log that you have to crack into and get, get the grubs. Mm. So would it be, like, a cuisine where you're, it's not how you cook it, it's how you grow it in the log? Could there be? I suppose. Actually, that's just because it's a non-cooking diner because it's all about the preparation. Could it be how long also that it is kept within them, like in terms of ferment fermentation? True. So does that mean they have to stop that digestion process, so it just sits in their stomach for much longer? Maybe. Or I wonder how how long or what you mix it with. Do they like regurgitate it into a receptacle and then bury it under the ground, kind of thing? Like like kimchi mm. would be traditionally. Oh, or pickled, eggs. pickled regurgitated food. Mmm, <laughs> I know I want some. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what other what other um did you exhibit any other bird behaviors as a as your character? Uh, so whenever we made camp. Ponto never stayed in the camp. He would find a tree or, or a high place that he could perch in to sleep for mm-hmm. the night. But he mm-hmm. was also often the watch because he was a ranger with very, very high perception. Um, Did you poop while you were in the tree on watch? I think there were some poop moments. <laughs> I can't remember them off the top of my head, but Sounds Ponto like was proper dirty bird. Tactical pooping at all for, like, attack reasons? No, I don't think, I don't think birds do that. that. Uh, so I don't know why. I think there is a particular 
No, they do poop in the air. However, no, like as a tactical assault. Maneuver, I know, but, I the, but these are hybrids, so you would have like the intelligence of like. <laughs> so you're saying a higher intelligence means the poop <laughs> is a greater you just work tactical with, advantage. Work, work with what you have. Yeah, blind, blind your enemies with poop. I never thought and of then that. That's a great dive idea. In. You're right. Expose yourself to a greater degree. <laughs> And Jen, uh, it's it, part of the move, that. right? Like, well, I I don't think I ever really got so Ponto <laughs> wasn't able to use his wings for the longest of times because there was no one to teach him how to fly. Uh, oh. Wait, when did but, his family die? Then was he was, he he was young a, then? Yeah, he was an infant. Oh no! Uh, but so further along down the line, he was approached by a a wolf, I think, a wolf person. Who said, uh, like, come to our camp um, and talk to us and we'll maybe introduce you to another bird person. Oh. Okay. They knew, but Ponto thought that they were all dead. He, he had no idea. Um, so went to the wolf people. The wolf people elders said, bring us the head of our enemy. The natural born enemies of the wolf people were the bisons or the bison people. Uh, so Ponto spent the better part of real time. Uh, I think it was about a year and a half trying to work out how to kill the head of the the bison people and bring it to the wolf people. In the end, I just had to talk to the bison people and be like, hey, do you want to come and meet this person for my benefit? And they were like, yeah, okay, cool. That's, that's all I had to do. <laughs> it took me a year and a half to get to that point. My DM was not impressed. <laughs> um, yeah, but you said... Uh... But, I mean, so it turns out that, that my sister, or Ponto's sister, had actually been taken by the people that slaughtered the rest of the bird people and uh, met up with her, and then she taught me how to fly, and that's where we left off, and then I started streaming a lot, and I haven't played Ponto since. But Aww. now Ponto can fly. So Ponto never really got the chance to fly and shit on someone from above. <gasps> Maybe one day you can revisit that and try it out. <laughs> now, you said Pon Ponto was his name? Ponto, yes. You said Ponto was a crow. Yes. Right? So another thing that crows have a tendency to do is, like, shiny things. Yes. <laughs> I love that you was that, that a, up. was that a big part of uh, Ponto's life? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so we also had a homebrew rule that we had, uh, like, one really positive attribute, something that we had, like, a bonus to, and something that we had, or something that was the negative to that positive, the yin to the yang. Uh, so Ponto got a bonus to sleight of hand because Ponto was actually a gambler as well. Um, oh. But the problem was whenever he went to do a sleight of hand check, he would shriek at the top of his lungs, shiny! Because <laughs> he I was don't dumb, see how you see. <laughs> well, if he could get away with it, then he, which he did a couple of times because he was that quick. But oh. But yeah, he would shriek shiny when he saw shiny things. And basically, not when he tried to steal them. But if there was a shiny thing, then he would try and steal it. <laughs> okay, okay. So it was pretty much like a, it was just going to happen regardless? Yeah. <laughs> so what about, um, I've read about people befriending crows by giving them food. Mm. And then sort of, because they're very smart. And then training Ponto them. not smart. <laughs> yeah, maybe because you didn't have a family to teach you the ways 
of yeah. Well, that, that, that was the whole basis of him was that he didn't know how to fit into society in any way, shape, or form. He didn't know the societal norms mm. that most crow people would. <laughs> those, 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 those taught, hard ingrained crow social cues. Did you ever <laughs> nest? Like. Uh, nest. Pretty sure later on Ponto had a nest. So we basically, we, we took over, the, we didn't take over the town, but we became kind of heroes in the town and he had a nest um, and kind of had a rat girlfriend as well. <laughs> what? Yeah. Now, uh, was this a rat or a humanoid rat? Rat, rat folk. Okay. And how did as, that happen? As interesting and as, as open I am, to that kind of relationship, I am still curious. I, <laughs> yeah, so thank you for I, telling me. <laughs> <laughs> it it just happened. She she liked shiny things as well. I think she was a thief, mm-hmm. and she she liked Ponto. And Ponto was like, "Holy shit, someone likes me." Uh, which oh didn't man, I know often. those feels. <laughs> <laughs> so Ponto, um. yeah, befriended uh, this this rat humanoid. And uh, oh. kind of went from there. Although it got interesting when they got into the nest, I suppose you could say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In what way? Being that all Ponto had to work with was a cloaca. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, well, uh, one cloaca, one has a tail. Mm. <laughs> no, um, interesting. I can't remember the details. <laughs> It'd be better that I don't remember the details. Does Ponto remember the details at this point? <laughs> Ponto Wild nuts. Ponto lost Not really sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, how beautiful! It, it was. Um, it was. It was actually yeah. really, really nice, but but also completely demented. <laughs> oh yeah, got to be Which something is there. Generally, how our D and D group rolls. Um. So I kind of like to talk about like lizard folk or other reptilian hybrids because yeah. i mean because, yes yeah there's not just there's not just bird people there's also other people yeah that um so crazy. um can we talk about bog swaddle a little bit oh bog swaddle <laughs> he's a lovely so, little um, chap again please explain what bog swaddle is so bog swaddle is a lovely um lizard folk taking upon the natures of a, of a crocodile mm-hmm. but he's one that has escaped his natural habitat and his natural family to explore the world for his own gain. Um, he tries to distance himself quite a bit from the nature of his family's culture, basically, seeing them very primitive because lizard folk are they're extremely primitive. Yeah. I kind of like seeing them like um, very much a hillbilly family with one smart kid that gets out of there <laughs> mm. um, because lizard folk are like naturally really creative and really like really good at like using what they have, but it's always just like, I'm going to take this dead body and I'm going to make a spear out of the pieces left. <laughs> and that's that's high level technology right there. That's that's where they go. And I always okay. imagine with him, his family is just very ruthless, and, but they're all just lazy. Because all they do is they float around and they wait for food to come to them. Let other animals take care of them until something that they want to eat comes by. <laughs> And so is that why he ventured off for something a little more? It was far too boring. Yeah. Um, once he learned what books were, he didn't want to get the books wet because it made all the ink smear. So he had to leave Aww. the swamp. Were they lazy due to their environment? Was it cold where they were? Because I assume that this is cold-blooded, right? They are. Um, he does not like temperature changes that much. Um, likes to keep himself a little balanced there. 
Um, it wasn't. It was a. It was a temperament. Like a, I, I see it like a Florida, Florida, um, warm, humid, mm. but uh, just a lot of water everywhere. A lot of water, a lot of mud. So it's just not much dry land to sit on. Just a lot of floating. Because we, in our game, we went to a ball. Yes. Which you were very bog swaddle was yeah. very uncomfortable at. Extremely. And we made you dress up in something, um, and then. My character took Bogswaddle out on the dance floor mm-hmm. because we were trying to um, gather intelligence and see who else was around. Excellent. Yes. And, and um, uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting moment. Well, <laughs> I mean, you asked him how to dance. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, oh no, God. If you knew, if you knew how to dance, I think was what I was asking. And there's only one one dance. <laughs> and there is only one dance that Bogswaddle was somewhat new about and that would be considered the mating rituals of crocodiles which <laughs> is not an active um action i guess you can call it um crocodiles when they kind of decide that it's time to mate they start ultrasonic sound through the water and then they just start excreting oils so it's not really a movement <laughs> thing and then once they have the attention they'll just start wiggling and smacking about on the water to just get attention. It's all it is. It's all about getting attention. Yeah. So this happened on the dance floor of a ball of some very um, high-level dignitary. Amazing. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, they excrete the oils. And it's supposed to float on the top of the water so other alligators can get to it. But when you're uh, on a marble no. floor, it just, <laughs> <No. laughs> just kind of leaks. Yeah. <laughs> like a dribble. Yeah. Um, yes, and it, it's. I mean, you had some good moves. Obvious. I just don't. I don't think that um, anybody else at that ball could appreciate it. No, I don't. I think definitively everyone hated it <laughs> <laughs> because also it had a smell. I think was what was decided. Yes. Because um, that... the thing that catches the attention is the uh, the aroma of the oil. <laughs> Pheromone leakage. Mm-hmm. It's it's very much that. Yeah. It's a, it's a leakage. So, yeah, I feel like maybe every now and then, wherever lizard folk are found, there are just bodies of water that get a little bit uh, greasy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been that lizard what's, folk what's are home? the VP of the <laughs> realm. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to use that oil for uh, anything, actually. And I asked you if Bogswaddle um, sleeps naked. And if yeah. you also have to sunbathe naked an occasion to warm oh, up. Oh, of course. And the answer uh, to that is yes. Yes. <laughs> he has to maintain his heat somehow. Yeah. So we'll just be traveling, walking along, traveling, and then you'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm a bit cold. Hang on. <laughs> Takes off clothing. Um, <laughs> Got to have contact with the sun. <laughs> find a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm sh- getting too warm. Short rest. Gotta go find a rock. And- <laughs> Yeah. Or you disappear while we're having a short rest and we have to find you and then we're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we talked about <laughs> The great thing about it is that he is a wizard. Mm. And he definitely better. <laughs> he is very intelligent, very book smart, and knows a lot of spells. And a lot of those spells he definitely will use just to maintain the fact that he is still a lizard. So things that a lizard needs, he will just supplement. In like what? If he needs light, sun anywhere, 
mm-hmm. make a uh, make some light. Yeah, um, okay. just kind of create the scenario he needs to have. Basically, creating uh, and uh, the right environment for himself with his magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, yes. If you were to go into his room, he would have this like hidden little corner where it's like, okay, this is my lizard corner. This is where I have to do lizard things. Like a heated <laughs> dog mat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just <laughs> so. Yes, he, he, he let... still tries to stay away from. The would you, but... would Bog Swaddle let a bird folk sit on top of him, like stand yes. on top of him? Well, that's just the nature. They they, they have to live together like that. That's just I suppose inbred. Pick his teeth as well, right? That's a thing. Yeah, um, oh, that was something I that happened. Like I think Bugs during the ball. Yeah, and Pon- is it Ponto? Ponto, yeah, like Tonto and the Lone Ranger, but Ponto. I feel like you need to oh. meet and form this like is it like a symbiotic relationship. Oh my god, it is no. the symbiotic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'd be pure chaos. It would be bad. <laughs> hmm. Ponto's it too annoying. Too Actually, yeah, Bogs would find you find everything annoying though. Oh, immensely. Yeah. So imagine a super annoying bird person. Nah. <laughs> Ooh, might be a bit much for him. Pick, picking at your teeth. Um, Ponto doesn't get eaten. What's other behavior then with lizard folk? See, I'm not as familiar with lizards. I am like other cats. And- Okay, let's talk about cat cat folk. I've played one of those too. Cat folk, tabaxi, leonels, or whatever. Knocking shit off everything. (laughs) Have to be as high as possible constantly to see things. Yes, just staring at blank walls and corners, (laughs) just like at saying stuff, meowing or talking. Oh yeah, purring, licking, licking themselves. I'm pretty sure my cat folk person did hack up a hairball once or twice. <laughs> oh, definitely. They just have to. Well, the thing that gets me too is that canonically as well, Tabaxi and 5e are like six to seven feet tall. They're massive creatures. Mm. Lanky as hell, but they're massive. And so just, I, I can imagine this large creature just punching a ball, legs behind its head, just cleaning <laughs> itself. Oh, yeah. And they would always know where the most comfortable place was in the room. Oh, yeah. You just find them there. just like, oh, oh that's yeah. your spot then, I guess. I would love if, like, the way they restrained anyone was just to, like, sit on their legs or chest and not really be pinning them down. Not it really, just... but you do not want to move. You don't want to move. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's now a rule. Oh, I, I they're, put it, they're happy put now. It in, yeah, put it in the handbook. Yeah. If a tabaxi Amazing. sits on you, you cannot move. <laughs> You're prone <laughs> and you cannot move until the tabaxi leaves. <laughs> Now, one thing that does affect cats. Yeah. Two things, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Is catnip mm-hmm. and tuna. Mm-hmm. They mm. find that quite addictive. Yeah. Um, as a human hybrid of a cat, would that be the same as just regular drugs? Or is it going to have the same effect? That's the way that we played it. When catnip came into play, uh, what was her name? Detta just got high. She didn't want to get high, but she was high. But yeah. it just was. And she was military, so she really didn't like it. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Okay. I would love to play it that they just, when they wanted food, just went over to someone else's table Meow. or the kitchen bench and then oh, just yeah. like poured at it. <laughs> this is mine now. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it would be probably it would be problematic for an adventuring group, but I could see mm-hmm. just a tabaxi just leaving, and then like a week later they come back and they're like a little fatter, and they're like, "Where did you go? <laughs> We're in the middle of the woods, <laughs> just with another party." <laughs> Yeah, dis- disappear, not- at, disappear at night for two days and then come back. Oh, and then yeah, or come gone. back with like a different like necklace or collar or something. Like <laughs> Yes. They come back just completely different, like everything. It's like where or did just you get that? Walks into breakfast and dumps a dead bird on the table. <laughs> I brought this. Oh, I was thinking yes. that too, but does it does it rank up from being like a dead bird to just like Half an orc, they just trash into the middle. <laughs> yeah, because like, they, I found they, they do that because they think we can't feed ourselves. Provide, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. So, like half a deer, it's like an entire deer, though. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, so, um, can you not see we're already eating? <laughs> my cat left a little bit of chicken neck on Mister Inkmo's pillow once when she was a kitten no. while we were sleeping. Yeah, so well, good. she was. Not like not super small kid and probably a little bit older, but just like left it there, and then he found it because he rolled into it, and it was like on his hair. Mm. Um, oh. <laughs> that's that's nasty. So I that's feel like bad. they would you would just you would go to sleep. The tabaxi would be doing their watch, mm-hmm. um, or maybe they finish their watch and they go off, and then everybody wakes up with just like raw bloody meat next to their head. <laughs> mm. <laughs> For breakfast. This is yours. Mm. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And then I know that I have had cats at least do this: is they just find the warmest spot on your body to just crawl into. Mm. Just an entire human-sized person doing that instead <laughs> yes. might be a little awkward when they're just draped across your neck. So they seek out giants instead. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I found this. It's like no. It's so warm. Would they also get very <laughs> distracted by little little things like just I don't know? You're walking along a trail and then a, a little animal runs past. Well, they're gone. You they're don't gone. see them for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm pretty sure a ball of yarn popped up in in our game, and like uh, Detta was was very strong willed until it was like a red dot or a ball of yarn. <laughs> you might have to attach lost control. You might have to attach like a feathery toy to like the back <laughs> of the carriage so that they always <laughs> follow. Follow. <laughs> Put a bell on their neck so they can't like yeah. hunt. She had a bell. She had a bell. Yeah. <laughs> that, because then you could have, okay, so you put a bell on them so they can't just like randomly run off. But if you, you get into an en- encounter, then you lose like any stealth ability. Unless they remove yeah. it or something. Mm. What else have we got? Centaurs? Half horse people. Half horse people. Centaurs are dangerous territory. <laughs> well, there's a lot to a centaur. Considering as well, it's it's less of a hybrid than just a joint of two animals. Well, yeah. let's just talk about horse behavior then. Well, let me tell you what I know about horses. Okay. I know you bit. don't walk behind them. Yeah. And you have to feed them with an open palm. Yeah. So they don't chomp your fingers off. Yeah. And that's pretty much where that ends for me. <laughs> Can you... Do people ride centaurs? Uh, that's frowned upon, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, per their staff block, it's like part of their staff block that you can, but that's not necessarily <laughs> a good thing. 
<laughs> so you'd have to like break one to like be able to. Oh no, <laughs> that's so much worse. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Okay, well, um, do you want to ask, we, we sort of talked a little bit about this yesterday. Do you want to ask the question that you, do you remember the question that you posed, uh, Justin? Because, well, it came up with just, because horse, because centaurs are half human, half horse, mm-hmm. or really three quarters human, three quarters horse, is really what it is. That if you were to mate a centaur with a donkey, a regular donkey. Mm-hmm. Would you get a mule <laughs> centaur thing? <laughs> mm, sorry. Because there's got to be some sort of compatibility because they are still a yeah. large amount of horse. Yes, they are. Are you mating, are you mating with a, a donkey centaur or just a, just a donkey? The would question it matter? started with just a donkey, but would it matter? Would it, yeah, would it matter? I feel like it would, because then it'd be more... <laughs> it'd be more mule than... Oh, nah. I mean, that question comes up is, can a centaur mate with a regular horse? Can a centaur mate with a human? Mmm. That's oh. also a good question. This question came oh. up on, uh, on my stream a couple of uh. weeks ago. Is it, would a centaur have a... A human-sized penis or a horse-sized penis? I'm going to say like horse-sized. Horse, horse-sized human penis or a human-sized horse penis? Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I mean, considering that the whole uh, bottom part is horse, I'm going to say it's a horse-sized horse penis. But well, where is the penis? Like canonically, you cannot see it when they're just. Well, this is what I was looking set. at that image of like how would a how would a central wear pants yeah (laughs) (laughs) what are you googling (laughs) didn't i send it to you yes i did (laughs) no uh, yeah how how does a centaur wear pants like yeah Yeah. and there's like there were four options (laughs) so are you saying that that depends entirely on where the penis is yes because that's the purpose of the pants which is why I thought that the pants would go on, on the back half of the centaur, because that's where all, all the business end is. Yeah. Right? I'd say so, yes. Yeah. And imagine trying to get into a four-legged pair of jeans. No, thank you. <laughs> Unless there's a zip, like, all the way up the back. Okay, so if that's the case, then can you... Can they have... Oh, well, then, I mean... If, if, if it is the pants on the back, how do overalls look? <laughs> just really long. <laughs> what you were saying? Um, does that mean if it's a female centaur, because okay. they would have, I can't remember where horse teats are. They're basically where horse junk is at the bottom. They, do they go all the way up they're, they're the bottom? They're near the... Do they basically, go like a pig? Like all the, no, no, no. They've no? got two, I believe. Only two, so, Okay. All right. Like we basically wearing yeah. arteries, but just smaller. It doesn't yeah. like protrude like a cow's foot. I no. guess because they don't have that many like, I, I spring at once. So because yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine the practicalities of this them having sex with things. <laughs> of course you are. I just, I just feel like it, on any unless they were mating with another centaur type being, I feel like the resulting child would be some kind of deformed yes i guess uh the thing is is like there's only one centaur shaped thing 
which is the Sentai. Like, unless, of course, you want to decide it's like you're saying other bison people, it's like different types. Exactly, yeah. Ungulates might be involved too, deer centaurs or or ungulates, whatever. So, what about like? Okay, I didn't write this down, but then there's all the and they're not really hybrids, are they? The like the fish, what the fish thing, the weird fish thing, the slubity fish. What are they? Lakathas? Not the not the frog people. Uh, uh, Kuatoa. Yeah, Kuatoas. Yeah. Kuatoas. Yeah. Fish would you? Yeah, but would you consider them in they, this realm of hybrids that we're discussing? I reckon they have they I mean, have language, they have intelligence. Yeah, but they do maintain a lot of their weird, gross fish things. Well, don't they? As much as anything that still requires water to breathe, like <laughs> they still swim. What do fish do? Fish are fish in our real world aren't smart, but mm. they don't really have a culture. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, mm. So, like, wh- whatever they bring across is going to be just, they like to huddle together. Mm. <laughs> and um, I don't know what else fish do. At the end of the day, they're going to be more priv- primitive than other Definitely. hybrid races because their hybrid form or their their animal form is already less intelligent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't that, that's a good point. Like, they, their fish just do, they just eat things that just go places with other fish. Um, even family members. Um, I'm just picturing goldfish and I'm wondering if they like swim to the bottom of the body of water and then like kind of like suck a pebble into their mouth and spit it out. <laughs> so is that food? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> but then, so if we're talking aquatic, what about things like dolphins and whales? Mm. So like, mammalian yeah, aquatic animals. They would be smart. Yes. Assume. P- potentially to a un- thinking about unholy a degree, person, I guess. I don't want to. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Dolphins are already mean. Giving yeah. them a reason to go after other people Oof. sounds really bad. Because, I mean, like, sharks are just chill. But then a dolphin just not... There's, like- sharks have rules, I guess. Or like an octopus. Just have no chill. Octopus or squid. Uh. Oh, they're smart like, as heck. And they would just like spit ink at people and run away. <laughs> like they don't want to have this conversation anymore. Would they have a beak? Yes. And would it be in between their tentacles or on their face? Or would they have no, like a mind between, I Okay, so do um do mind flayers then act like they, like behind when they're not trying to like whatever. When they're at home on their own, are they like so are you saying like does a mind flare kind of walk around and then go oh I need to you know sleep here and just find a big old like rock to hide underneath just yeah. <laughs> under a rock. they have to write a have to write a letter and they just like spit up some ink into a a dish and then dip dip I think because <laughs> I think that's true I think mind flares do have beaks of some sort too so yeah like they might have weird. Octopus have you traits. have you seen the videos of the ones that make like really cool sand patterns? Yeah, like they, they try to get mm-hmm. attention, like not get attention, yeah. but they make things. I would love if that like if you went to the home of a mind flayer, there was just a Zen like garden, a Zen garden ah. where they've just like rolled around naked to make <laughs> <laughs> shapes in the sand. Uh, apparently, they do have a beak-like mouth. Ah, oh, okay. 
Okay. Because the big problem with mind flares is they're not necessarily as much of a hybrid as much as they are a parasite. Mm. Heck, just mm. just the way they breed is not very um normal when it comes to other animals. Mm. Yeah. It's, but it's brutal. still. So one of my notes yeah. just says turtle dash turtle sex. Yes, I, I do remember that link. I mean, <sighs> because they make really weird sounds. <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there, eh? Would it be would it be slow? Because turtles' land speed is normal, isn't it? It's like thirty feet. So they don't move slower than normal critters. So they would they fuck slower? Excuse my French. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh... Do they already? Turtles, I mean? I, I think so. I don't want to Google it. <laughs> I'm just wondering if, like, hmm. you just wouldn't want to be their neighbor kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very loud. <laughs> shells, oh, no. shells knocking. Oh, they're at it against, again. Yeah, you, it starts with just that, like the hard shell kind of like clack, and then you're like, okay, we we gotta go do something else for a while. Wah. Let's go on a long walk. <laughs> oh god, make it That's... stop! <laughs> oh no. And do you like? Do you, if they lay eggs, yes, yeah, okay. do they just bury them on a beach somewhere and leave them? Surely that's I think so. somewhere I think, canonically, I, right? I think canonically, like, yeah, turtles are interesting because it's like, I think I remember reading this, but yeah, they, they, they do kind of like hatch, I can't say it's alone, but they have to go like find other turtles to learn from. I don't know why, where I don't know where I'm getting it from, but I just feel like that's how it is. Hmm. Because with turtles, like, yeah, they just get laid in the beach and then they just fend for themselves until they get to the ocean. So apparently they learn how to walk on two legs and after they've learned how to do that, they're expected to fend for themselves. Okay. Okay. Oh, because, okay, so they do, they do get raised for a bit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, turtles refrain from mating until they are approaching the final years of their lives and will die within a year of mating. That's, that's... Oh, that's dark. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. There's more. Do we want to hear more? Sure. Okay. Uh, all females ready to produce eggs gather in a specially prepared compound, which the males guard against attack. Total eggs are considered delicacies, so the location of the egg-laying grounds is always defended. Each female lays four to twenty-four eggs, which hatch about six months later. Because of this, blah 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 blah. Huh. Interesting. So it's like a sex cult. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like it kind of does. It kind of sounds like Handmaid's Tale. It with turtles. Yes. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Interesting, to say the least. So the other thing I was thinking about with um, going back to birds. Sorry to sort of jump, um, but kenkus. Yeah. Okay. Because they just mimic stuff they've heard before, kind of like yeah. a liar bird sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining there's like home worlds or home villages that are just all kenku would that be a thing do you imagine i mean any any culture any civilization like has like a pure version of it somewhere like where it's just where they started it must or something just be some almost unbearable like 
cacophony, cacophony of yeah. sound. <laughs> yeah. And I oh, like if, people come what if a Kenku comes home? I would imagine that there's a there's a certain amount of time when everybody in that village knows how to say the exact same thing because they would have said it. But and like shared not just the same thing, like the same exact phrase yes. how so it sounds. Exact same vocabulary, but also the way it is said. Like they, they can all mimic sound it exactly the same. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's no individuality in their language. It's oh. literally no. just the same everything. So someone maybe come, has been traveling and comes back and then just starts like saying all the stuff. Is that how they were? Birds can be pretty brutal. Would they kick them out? What do you mean? Like, would they kick them out of their culture? They sound different. They're doing different things. Would they then be an outcast? Have but I think they would, they would, would they... understand that that's the way their language works, right? So I thought it would be more a sharing. So you come home and you're like, hey, mum and dad, and then just like repeat off like everything you've heard for the last, I don't know, three months that you've been traveling. And then that like spreads throughout the hive mind. <laughs> that is... New words. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, or, I guess hmm. there probably wouldn't be everything that they'd heard because just the relevant maybe stuff. Maybe their favorite stuff or something. Yeah. I both love I like and these hate sounds. Um, Here's the sound family... of turtles having sex. <laughs> wow. Or this one. <laughs> it's bad. Well, because would you also have, because they're sentient, they're obviously intelligent creatures, mm-hmm. like a Kenku purist colony? They don't accept any, any languages from anyone else. Mm. Oh, but what would they? Do they have a base thing that they would? Kankus have a language. They speak avian, don't they? Avian or or uh, or- orin? The yeah. like the primordial language, or you're talking about something else? Yeah, I orin, think it's orin. Yeah. So they can read and write common and orin, but they can speak only by using your mimic. So they have mm. to mimic things if they want to speak, like by the rules. And I think they would, okay, if you're thinking purist, like, say, like, the first Kenku, what they would have is just the sounds around them. Yeah. So other animals. Because they don't have to be mimicking voices. It's like, nature yeah. Other, sounds? Like, would they develop a language based upon just ambient noise? Because, like, I'm not sure. Have you ever seen a video of a lyrebird? They can mimic, like, the sound of so, a chainsaw yeah. and a car starting and stuff like that. Well. Because there is this, there's this story that I thought about once. I feel like it, it came from a different conversation, but about um, it has a really messed up origin. So the script for the um, interesting part, like imagine it's Kenkus in a dungeon, and mm-hmm. like generations of these Kenkus have lived in this area, and you're walking through, and say you're just walking through this village or something like that, and you hear a door slam, and you look around, and there's no door slamming. You hear like a window creak. And you look around, you're like, okay, where is this sound coming from? Um, you hear, like, a cough. And you hear, like, footsteps behind you, but then you turn around, there's no one there. Ooh. And what you start learning, and, like, when they actually start showing up, is that it's a civilization of people, or, like, Kenku, whose language is ambient noise, and they're talking, mm-hmm. and they're, like, ambushing you. But you don't know what's going on, because all you're hearing is... Or... That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> that would be incredible. Because that would just be... It's creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's super. And then you just hear like people screaming, dying, because that's just the the last words people say, and that's their battle cries as they come in. Yes. Just hundreds of people's last words as they come after you. Oh. Fuck. Okay. Um. (laughs) Freaked everybody out. (laughs) Anyways. But I love it. 
that's I really like that. Such a good horror yeah. element to something or a that's so just baby. like. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. I don't know. So I've good. always had that in my head. This in my head rent free and stuff. Um, yeah, every every episode we do, we come up with an idea for a thing to run. <laughs> Hell yeah. We really need to start building them and running them. Um, yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> um, hmm, I think I've I personally have run out of animals to discuss that I. There, there's definitely of. more, and I just I don't know. It's just there's a lot. There's um, definitely like we could definitely hyper focus on an animal and go, okay, what does an animal like this do? Mm. And what does a human animal do? Yeah. Because there could be too much at some point. Yeah. Well, I guess it, this is why. Um, um, I uh, want to know I want to know how hippos go to the toilet. The, the hiff or the gif? The gif? Yeah. I think it's pronounced gif, yeah. Gif? How, Cause, cause how, does a, how does a hippo already go to the toilet? They just do it in the water and the propeller tail. Mm, but have you ever seen one do it out of the water? No. Or they just smash With it. the propeller tail? No. It's oh, I, okay. Oh, so it goes everywhere. So imagine a humanoid hippo doing oh, that in the no. street. Do they go to the toilet, or do they just relieve themselves where they want to? And that was uh, a point that I wanted to get back to with centaurs as well. Is oh, horses? No, yeah, horses give no fucks. Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so would a centaur just in the middle of the street just whack it out? And, and the same for the elephant. Oh no, the elephant yeah. Yeah. do that. I mean, honestly, like, birds do that. Oh, and then uh, apparently elephants, so maybe Loxodon as well, can use their penis as, a like, a balancing, like another limb. It, it's slightly, um, uh, oh, what's the word? Yeah, they can move it in, like, like a prehensile? Capacity. Prehensile, yeah. So does that mean... Does a, does a Loxodon have a prehensile dick? Tapers do. do. Yeah, they do. Tapirs have extremely large um i'm not genitals. gonna google that <laughs> oh just imagine the bot the length of their body they taught me that at ooh, the zoo the i went on a i went to the zoo and they said that <laughs> i'm like okay for you. <laughs> that's not wholesome nope. um so, so well, say the picture of oh. the picture of one i have up he's wearing clothes so the lockdown on, i'm assuming no, the, the, okay, the, the gif. The gif. Yeah. Well, they wear like, like royal, like armor. Like in in the in the book series uh, Artemis Fowl, the dwarves in that have little mm-hmm. bum hatches. Like they do because like it goes straight through them. Yeah, exactly. So would they uh, also have? Yeah. The yeah. Would he just open up the flap just, and go for broke? <laughs> Propeller tail that shit away yeah. from themselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you know that all mammals? both pee and poop for, on average, the same amount of time. No, I did not know that. So, Like, uh, how long it actually takes? Urination for animals ranging from, like, a, a mouse to an elephant is 20 seconds, and a poop is about 12 seconds. Unless you're a male human, in which case it's about half an hour. <laughs> I mean, nature, right? <laughs> I found that out the other day. I thought that was very, oh. very interesting. Such it has been such a fascinating episode <laughs> of conversation. Learned something today. Yeah. Huh. Um, does anybody else have anything they want to add to this conversation? I don't. I don't. This is very interesting. Let's yeah. About this, uh, maybe I'll have to revisit this with more awful details about each and every animal. <laughs> um. um. Thank you for joining us today, Sir Latchington, for that really um 
enlightening conversation <laughs> about animal hybrid behavior. Uh, before we go, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, I, I guess I should plug myself, right? Uh, Probably. Uh, Sir Latchington. I, I stream mainly horror-y games on a Monday and a Tuesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time at about 6 o'clock. Uh, and then on Wednesday mornings at about 10 a.m., uh, I listen to reggae and play games in, in the wet, a little bit of Stranded Deep, just sailing the ocean. Nice, chill sort of ocean stream. That's good. <laughs> the music's chill. It is. And you met Harold Holt? Yes. Uh, we we were swimming around and there was a whale and decided to call him Harold Holt because, I mean, Australian Prime Minister Harold Holt famously got lost at sea. So maybe he turned into a whale, turned yeah. back into his original form. Maybe and, he's a hybrid human whale maybe. living the best life out there. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for joining us today. We'll be releasing episodes weekly. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please follow us where you listen to your favorite podcasts. We'd also love you to review us on iTunes and tell everybody that I'm the coolest person in this podcast. Um, but the podcast is pretty great too. You can find us at twitch.tv slash we didn't roll for this, where we stream our recordings live and other tabletop RPG and world building content. Bye.